guest today is a great singer, songwriter, and keyboard player for the band Bent Knee, who have a brand new album called Land Animal coming out on June 23rd. I'm pleased to welcome Courtney Swain. Nice to meet you. Nice to meet you, too. So, how are things? Very well. Uh, cool. So, you're on your headlining tour, right? Yeah, we're starting our headlining tour next week. Okay, and you just finished with Thank You, Scientist. How was that? It was great. They're, they're awesome. Um, it was a lot of fun. No, I know those guys. They're nuts. Um, <laughs> I've, I've been with them at shows, and, uh, and they're crazy. So how was getting along with them? I mean, do you get into the shenanigans with them and all that? Or, I mean... Oh, yeah. I mean, we're pretty goofy, too. So it, it's, it was a great fit. Um, but we're, we're sort of a tame band, you know? Like, we just, when we're done with shows, we go to bed. Like, we don't collectively drink or like do that many drugs and so you know it's just like hilarious uh our stories you know like our best tour stories are like uh uh you know a low medium on their skill you know crazy story it's just a lot of fun going around with them and yeah they they do um they do a lot of all asia shows um Mm -hmm. and they tend to sort of do you know, reasonable, we play at reasonable times that are, like, not midnight and stuff, and that's cool. Uh, so it, the touring itself, the conditions are really nice, and yeah, it was a lot of fun. That's cool. So, uh, alright, so you're probably getting tired of answering this question, but, you know, quick synopsis, uh, you know, what's your background? How'd you get into, into playing and, and getting the band together? Uh, we all came from different places, and we all kind of met at Berkeley College of Music, and uh, the guitar player, Ben, and I started writing music together. And then eventually we sort of ended up with the six of us who were all, you know, like friends, basically. And there were a couple other people that were originally members, but, you know, it didn't work out. And so we've been the same lineup for about um, since the beginning of 2011. Um, and... Uh, that was the, also the first year we did our first tour and our first album came out. And basically for the first four or five years around then, we just did a lot of work independently. Um, we produced two albums ourselves. And then uh, we probably played between like 250 and 300 shows just booked independently. Um, and we were getting to a point where we were just like bashing our head against the ceiling, just feeling like, what are we doing? You know, why isn't, why isn't this working? Um, and that was right around the time that, uh, we got in touch with Cuneiform Records and they signed us. So we put out our, um, last album, Say So, last May, and we did a bunch more touring. We went to Europe, um, and then we got to work with the Dillinger Escape Plan, uh, and that sort of exposure led to um, signing with our current booking agent um, and also uh, with our new label, Inside Out. Um, so that's that's where we are right now. It seems like a long time, but really in the life of a, of a band, that's, that's sort of fast. I mean, from just forming to all the growth you guys have had, it's pretty, pretty amazing. Yeah, for sure. I mean... Um, it's really cool because um, up until maybe a year, maybe less than a year ago, we were doing everything independently, which meant that we were going from city to city and playing with, you know, local bands, which 
are uh, a lot of times like less traveled or you know in the worst case scenario would be someone's like hobby band or something and so we didn't really have a frame of reference of what everyone was really doing in terms of bands who tour and are doing it really uh, seriously and so you know since last year we've been able to sort of meet more people like that who have poured you know more heart and soul and just time into their projects than we have um you know obviously which is the majority of bands most people know um and uh you know it's 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 been really eye-opening and it's been pretty cool um and i think you know when i started doing the band thing and started touring i was sort of thinking like you know i was just try this for like 10 years and you know see how I feel in 10 years and I really think that's kind of like a good place to sort of start and put your first benchmark and I think we're doing pretty well yeah yeah I mean um you have definitely a weird style it's different it's um it's totally original and and kind of out there um Mm -hmm. was there when you started writing was it always was it like that from the beginning when you started writing where where did that influence come to to not want to, you know, be a pop artist or something and write just whatever this kind of crazy stuff that comes to you? Um, well, that's an interesting question. I think the first album and the other albums sort of ended up that way because of different reasons. Um, the first album, we were really aiming to sound like Bjork or Portishead, because that was just kind of our influence at that time. Um, and I think that's why it became kind of a odd left-field electronic slash rock album. Um, but after that, what happened is basically we write collaboratively with the six of us. So everyone has a lot of input into the end product, which becomes the Bentney song. And we, all six of us, don't really have a single artist that we agree on. Uh, You know, there's like, there's a couple that everyone, you know, likes, but there's no like, this is our artist that we want to sound like or anything like that. And so I think everyone's bringing in such a diverse set of influences and musical gravitations that, you know, when you put it all together and divide it into, you know, sum it into this thing, it just ends up being very different. Yeah, I could see that. Um, So how does a song get started? Take, for example, the, the, the first single, Land Animal, which is really cool, really different. Um... You know, talk about what that song is about and how does that get created from start to finish? Sure. So um, the way we write, someone brings in a demo in the beginning at at sort of various degrees of doneness. You know, it could be just a verse and chorus or just like a whole fleshed out song. And in the case of Land Animal, um, Ben brought in this demo. Land Animal was the first song that we wrote on the album, uh, on this upcoming album. And uh, he had most of the ideas kind of together. But what we do is we take it into rehearsal and we basically tear apart the different components and sort of put it back together, um, making space for everyone. You know, we're a pretty big band, so uh, a big concern when we play is to make sure that no one's 
uh, stepping on anyone else's toes sonically. So everyone has their own space to play their part. And, you know, there's sort of like a foreground, middle ground, background texture that works. Um, and I think this becomes really clear um, when we play in sort of less than good sound situations. Um, because we we can play pretty much anywhere from like a place with you know like four channels on the mixer where we're doing our own sound to a full production and we sound pretty consistent and I think it's because on the arranging level we've kind of made room for everything so you don't have to have someone constantly writing the faders in order to make it sound right um, so you know we'll do that part um, with land animal. Uh, there's a very kind of Dilla-inspired beat um, that it was supposed to switch. You know, there's like the, uh, I'm always at it every night, stuck in the fire, yearning for flight. And then yeah. it sort of switches. And it's halfway between kind of like a straight and a shuffle feel. And this whole album was a lot about experimenting with groove and uh, sort of time more than our last album, which was more about experimenting with song form. So, you know, Ben has these really cool ideas and he'll bring them in and we'll sort of like bastardize them a little bit because it was, you know, between, again, you know, everyone's influences or what they actually want to do, although everything that comes in sort of gets diluted and sort of spread around. So that's how that happened. That's cool. Um, you know, how many songs do you write that don't make it onto an album you know when do you figure out okay these are the 10 songs this is this is what we like so far everything makes it onto an album actually yeah. <laughs> uh we we you know our writing process is is very intense and uh you know so that this this album we wrote last summer and it was the first time where we had like a writing week where we staked out a week and we'd show up at noon and go home at seven and just like we're gonna write for seven hours you know before it was like cool. let's meet on tuesday nights rehearsal after everyone worked you know and like right. work for three four hours it was very sort of fragmented but because we worked <clears throat> so focused we were able to sort of determine how long it takes for us to figure out a song. And so basically it takes us about mm, nine to 12 hours to like be able to play a song. Most of which is a lot of like, you know, depending on who you ask, discussion or arguing. Um, <laughs> right. And so, you know, by the time we're done with the song, it's just so emotionally ingrained in us. And we, it takes us so much to write a song that we rarely cut stuff. Um, like a couple demos that are haven't we haven't touched uh, that were written for the band. But also the other thing is everyone has side projects for the most part. Um, so you know people whatever that doesn't go into the band sort of gets funneled into our own side projects for various reasons. Um, yeah. You guys have sort of a uh, I think. Uh indie or kind of alternative audience also you know a lot of your coverage is on on those types of websites and in and, and magazines but now you're sort of also getting this prog audience which is typically older maybe um you know what do you see when you look out into a crowd and and how do you approach being careful to uh get lumped into a label you know and 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 keeping your own 
sort of thing, or do you even worry about that? Um, yeah, something we think about for sure. Um, last year was a big prog year for us. I would argue that we have been sort of, you know, our, our U.S. audience for a long time was college students, and then we had this huge year last year with so much love from the prog scene, and now we're sort of like halfway in between. Right. And uh, I mean, I think it's it's one of the really awesome things about the band is that you know we can tailor what we're doing to play to pretty much anyone. Um, you know, I was talking in a different interview about how uh, we just did uh, a acoustic show at a museum with you know like a nine foot Steinway and everyone's like wearing like suits and dresses to show up to this like event and then meanwhile you know like we're just down to go down and like go back down into a basement and like you know play a really sweaty show where we're like shouting um and yeah i think that the economy is a, a really big strength for us it's um, good i mean it opens up a lot of avenues that, that i think you know it's always good and, and the prog audience one thing about that you'll see is super loyal Oh, absolutely. I just, so we played a couple Prague Fests um, last year, um, and I, I just love it because every time we go to that area, you know, we played Ross Fest and Prague Day, and so whenever we're in sort of New York, Maryland, uh, or Pennsylvania, New Jersey, we'll just always see people wearing Ross Fest shirts, which I think is just so sweet. <laughs> and same with Prague Day, you know, we went down to Durham, uh, we were in Durham like two weeks ago. And the guy who runs Prog Day was there, and there were a bunch of people who had seen us there. And I, I, you know, it's really humbling to to see that, and to you know, to get to recognize people, and you know, yeah. the, the sport, and yeah. Nice. So, being a, a younger band that got its start in the whole digital download streaming time, um, you know, how do you look at the fact that you know you might not ever sell? a million albums right that's like something no one does anymore the is that what do you look at in terms of what's success now with with, with the whole industry so different um that's an interesting question i mean i think for us success right now is just to be able to make a living off of our music um and you know that can't really come in any form uh in the long term uh you know, it would be nice if we don't have to rely on touring as much as we as we become older. But fortunately, it's something that um, most of us really enjoy doing, so it's not really like a, a hindrance. Um, well, that's where a lot of older bands actually make their money is is the touring, right? So that's why. Oh that's yeah, what I mean, they that's doing, yeah. You know, um, but I think there's. Uh, I think the 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 thing about you know, being younger, I suppose, like, I don't really, I get really, like, mad when people say, like, oh, I'm so old, like, it really bugs me, because I feel like they're, like, training me to say it when I'm, old, like, a little older, and I hate that, um, but, uh, I think that the thing is that, you know, we have been in this sort of changing field for the whole time we've been a band, yeah. so it's not really surprising, and, um, you know, there's a lot of opportunities that sort of come up, you know, some of them are short-lived, some of them are long-lived, depending on 
what the newest innovation or the what the newest business model is. Um, and so I think our band has largely been about, you know, like very good at adapting to whatever new technology or new platform that is available. Um, and, and yeah, I mean, you know, people talk about streaming and how it's killing the industry and whatnot, but I just think that there's also maybe another way to think about it is that it's just a young platform and there's a lot to come of it. Um, and I, I think like in Boston, we, a couple pretty significant venues closed recently and people were talking about how terrible that is, but I really think it's just part of urban development. And, you know, when something closes, it's just another opportunity for something else to open. So, you know, the way streaming is, if it's not feasible, it won't last. And, you know, I think, I think just sort of things, yeah, come of it, you know, as, as it sort of happens and you just have to be adaptable and sort of have the perseverance to sort of work through that. Right. What are you listening to uh, when you're not playing with the band? What am I listening to? Um, I can tell you. I'll just I'll just look on my phone. So I was I was just listening to Meta by Carbomb. Um, uh, they're super cool, like kind of tech metal. Um, they were just opening for Gojira. Um, okay. And I was also listening to Moonshape Pool Radiohead. Um, I'm really into Run the Jewels right now, um, uh, which is sort of like a hip hop group. Yeah. Uh, I was listening to Fever Daydream by The Black Queen, which is a, a side project of the singer from Dillinger Escape Plan. Um, Massive Attack, Laura Marling, Adult Jazz, Slow Dive. You are all over the place. That's yeah. Cool. <laughs> so I see. I see what I you mean. Yeah, it's just like you know, I'm like I'm listening to tech metal. I'm listening to like EDM. I'm listening to like folk i'm listening to hip-hop you know it's just i yeah, just hey. like I don't really draw the line that is very cool yeah. well awesome nice to finally meet you and yeah, talk in person and uh super happy for the success of the band and i think god it feels like you've now had the album forever and we've all been listening to the album forever it's not even out yet so, i know I can't, uh, I can't wait for it to hit yeah that's gonna be very cool and everybody gets a chance to hear it and, and see you guys on the road so Thank you so much. I'm I'm really excited we got to talk. This is yeah, really fun. Very cool. Thank you. Have a good one. Okay. All right. Take care. Bye. Bye. Thanks to Courtney for the interview. We're going to close with the title track from Land Animal. You can catch their new album on June 23rd and on tour through the month of June. For upcoming news and interviews, please check theprogreport.com. Follow us on Facebook, at The Prog Report on Twitter, or download the podcast on iTunes. Thanks.
scraps on the table. 